If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Hello and welcome to episode 4 of the One Shot Podcast, the cricket podcast of the Sports Gazette. We've been talking a lot about the ODI World Cup and we're back with another episode to look at another week of really exciting action at the World Cup. I'm Ayush and I'm joined by Michael. How are you, Michael? I'm good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, no Toby today, so it's just us two. Uh... But yeah, excited to talk about this week's action. Uh, feels like not too much has happened since we last spoke on Tuesday, but um, yeah, there was one, there's definitely one big talking point that we'll get onto. Yeah, we will get to the elephant in the room, which is India versus Pakistan, of course, coming up very shortly. But before that, let's get into some midweek action. Michael, Before the big talking point right now has to be Australia, South Africa. Who saw that coming? I'm going to say I did. But again, yeah, let's not get too much into that. But I definitely did. Yeah, me and Toby predicted uh, Australia to win. But unfortunately for us, uh, South Africa were very convincing in their display. Um, They've definitely cemented themselves as one of the favourites for the tournament for me. I think it was a really good performance. But at the same time, Australia were not great five dropped catches in the field um and just an all-round very un-australian like performance i mean me and toby didn't see it coming uh and they have to bounce back now against sri lanka on monday it's the old uh the cliche that comes up so often in cricket right catches win matches and we've seen that very clearly in the first two matches with australia because you mentioned the five drop catches the other day against south africa but we have to add to that the huge drop of Virat Kohli in the opener as well. If they would have held, if Mitchell Marsh would have held on to that, it would have been a different story, Michael. Definitely, yeah, definitely. I think we can slander Australia all we like, but they did have India two for three. You know, they were India were on the ropes. If they got Kohli out at that point, that would have been a massive. That would have swung the game massively and probably would have meant Australia would go on to win. Um, so, yeah, some simple mistakes, really, for Australia. Um, and it's just not like them, really. You know, coming into the tournament, we all predicted them to get to the semi-final. And it's not looking like that will happen now. Um, and when you compare the fielding of South Africa, I mean, they were on it, you know, Um Quentin de Kock was screaming at his fielders when, uh, when I think it was Amarnus Labuschagne and Mitchell Stark were kind of clinging on at the end of Australia's innings. Um, I remember Shamsi was kind of a bit sluggish to get one to one of the balls, and Quentin de Kock screamed at him. You know, it's those standards that uh, change a team from being a contender to maybe not a contender. And uh, Quentin de Kock gave 
Sh- uh, Shamsi a death stare after that. It was it was scary. I would not like to get on Quinton de Kock's bad side, who, by the way, is having an amazing tournament. Another century yesterday. Back-to-back centuries. He's now the highest run scorer in the World Cup. Um, so, yeah, and that South Africa batting order just continues to impress. Let's talk a little bit about South Africa before we go back to Australia, one of the favourites. South Africa, two matches have absolutely hammered two good sides. Yeah, the first, Sri Lanka not as good as Australia, but South Africa is making a statement and a very strong statement at that, Michael. Yeah, um, definitely. I think against Sri Lanka, it wasn't about who they were playing against. It was about the convincing nature of their victory. You know, 400 and I can't remember how many, but, you know, it was the record ODI run score. And they were just so powerful with their batting. Um, so impressive. And they were really comfortable against Australia as well. You know, put on a good total, uh, 312, which, you know, is solid against Australia's bowling order. Um, and then Australia just couldn't compete, really. They um, And South Africa's bowlers in particular, the Maharaj, I think, was very good. Um, just went through that. Uh, early Australia batting order, you know the likes of David Warner, Steve Smith, who we who you know we back to have a good tournament and do really well, but they were really impressive, and for me now South Africa, yeah, one of the favourites. I think they look great, really good. They are going to be the team to look out for going forward in this World Cup. Not many people saw that coming, but we will have a close eye on South Africa, and. Yeah, the, the win the other day, I dare say, uh, kind of, you know, uh, kind of quietens the ghosts of the 1999 semi-final. I'm not going to go there right now, but that's one match that's always in the minds of cricket fans from both Australia and South Africa. But Australia, Michael, uh, now does this format mean that they have to win all seven matches that are remaining in the group stage? before the semis, if they have to get there, or do they still have room for a little bit of error? Well, I think they might be waving goodbye to that semi-final place, to be honest. It's going to be really tough. They've still got New Zealand to play, who are on fire currently, probably about to beat Bangladesh as we're recording this. Um, England, still got them to play, and Pakistan. It'll be tough to get to win all three of them. In, the la- in 2019, England lost three games, though, and they went on to win the tournament. So... They're not out of it, you know, they've still got a chance. They have had two very hard opening fixtures, you know, Pakistan, was it, no, it wasn't. Uh, it was, uh, Australia had India and, India and now South Africa. South Africa, yeah, sorry. Um, so two really hard opening fixtures, but you have to say they haven't looked good. They haven't looked like a semi-final team and I can't see them getting through after this start, to be honest. Yeah, another thing to highlight is four consecutive losses for Australia in World Cup cricket and that's the first time that's ever happened for the five-time champs so tough times for them but that also makes it interesting isn't it we'll see just what these players are made of the metal that they have going forward in the tournament if they can pull it off from here that'll again rest all debate of the greatest team of all time so well they've got they've got real experience in there haven't they so they they won't be they won't be scared you know they've got some really experienced players 
um, the likes of David Warner, Steve Swift, Marnus Lavishane, some quality players. So, yeah, be interesting to see how they do. Um, but it's not looking good. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that as well. Another uh, important game coming up until we you know, speak next in our next episode will be England versus Afghanistan. Yeah, it's not one of those thrilling matches or one of those marquee clashes, but important for England. And definitely Afghanistan because they've lost the first two matches, but bigger, it's bigger for England given one of the favourites. We had picked a couple of us, Toby and myself had picked England to win the tournament as well. So, yeah, what's your thoughts on England, Afghanistan, Michael, and do we see Ben Stokes return? Yeah, well, on the game, I think if England want that semi-final spot, they need they, you can't lose games like Af- against Afghanistan. You know, you have to win that. Um, I think, I hope we see Ben Stokes. You know, but I don't want them to risk him. I think we'll, we can still win with Harry Brook in there, who will likely be the player who comes out for Ben Stokes. Um, but yeah, it'd be great to see Ben Stokes come back in um, Afghanistan. If they lose, it looks like. They'll be out of the tournament. But to be honest, you know, they're not one of the big hitters, are they? They're not. They're, they're a team to beat, for sure, if you're England. And if England, it's a can't lose. It's like Australia against Sri Lanka, which I'm sure we'll get onto on Monday. You know, England can't afford to lose this match. Um, and I don't think they will either. I think they will win convincingly, to be honest, especially after their performance against Bangladesh. And they will, I mean, with net run rate in mind, they will have to probably make the most out of this match given Afghanistan and the Netherlands are two sides that so many of the top contenders will be looking as uh, looking at as opportunities to improve that net run rate the closer we go to the big four so yeah it is it's not just it's not that easy for England uh, on these pitches against guys like Rashid, Mujib, Nabi with spin coming into play we'll see how much of that comes into play in the next game but uh, yeah, it, England will definitely want to go out there and get that net run rate improved. I think also it's important for the confidence, particularly for the middle order of England's batting lineup. You know, we haven't seen them perform to the levels that they can, the likes of Josh Butler, Harry Brook, Liam Livingston, Moeen Ali. I think we need good innings from them to get their confidence up, get them going for the tournament because they're so crucial. Our batting lineup is probably our biggest strength. And um, at the moment, it's just been David Milan and Joe Root, really, who have been the big performance uh, perform- performers. So if the middle order can get some runs on the board, um, Chris Wokes, Mark Wood can get some wickets, you know, it will definitely do the team a lot, of, a lot of good in confidence after that opening defeat to New Zealand. Definitely. And you think Charles Butler's batting is going to come into play or is, is the captaincy pressure weighing him down right now? What's happening there? I don't. I don't think he'll feel the pressure. I don't think that's it. the pressure is an issue. I think against New Zealand, he actually looked quite good. I think it was a soft wicket, soft dismissal, but he got forty-two off about forty-three balls. I think, and he looked really solid. He played some nice shots, um, and then against Bangladesh, when he got in, it was kind of about getting the run rate up, trying to smack it about, so taking more risks with his shot, and that's where he went out. So I think. We'll definitely the Josh Josh Butler is an amazing batsman, and we'll see what he can do. Hopefully against Afghanistan, if he can, as long as the top order don't steal all the runs like they did against Bangladesh. 
yeah, well, England definitely is a team that everyone wants to look at. They may win, they win some, they lose some, but you, can, you can't really deny the fact that they are one of the most entertaining teams out there. So England-Afghanistan will be another key battle as well. Now let's get into the meat of it, Michael. India, we'll talk about India-Pakistan, but India-Afghanistan before that was the big match leading up to this for India. Uh, Afghanistan, yep, we've spoken about them as well. And uh, while they are difficult opponents in these conditions, everyone wants to look at kind of the net run rate against them. And India definitely did that, chasing, what, 260, 270 or in 35 overs. Yeah, uh, and a key reason for that was Rohit Sharma. 131 yeah, yeah. off 84 balls, which is pretty incredible, to be honest. I mean, he's just breaking record after record at the moment. Um, so, yeah, very, very convincing, very comfortable for India against Afghanistan. As But as you'd expect it to be, you know, that's what we expect from England tomorrow as well. Um, you know, especially on Virat Kohli's home ground in India, you know, it's home conditions. They should be winning that game, but they looked really good. And the other big teams in the tournament will definitely look at that. Be a bit slightly worried, you know, India are starting to pick up form. Good good win against Australia uh, in tough in a tough game and to follow that up with a demolishing of Afghanistan. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's really impressive and they just cement themselves as favourites, to be honest, I think. Definitely, and one of your picks, Jasprit Bumrah, is doing his magic. Yeah, uh, was it a 4 against Yeah, 4 against yeah. Really good, yeah. I mean, when he gets going, he's amazing. I think he's had some injury issues, but he's come back into this World Cup and he, he looks dangerous. I mean, there was all the talk about the spin going into the tournament, and we saw that against Australia, but yeah, his, he looked, he was on it against Afghanistan for sure. And um, just the amount of options India have is really scary in that bowling attack. It's, it's really, really impressive and... Yeah, it's, uh, main reason they're the favourites for me. Good headaches, as as many people like to say in cricket, is what India have got right now. And just talking a little bit more about Rohit Sharma, Michael, you touched upon his fantastic innings, 131 of 84 odd balls, smashing the bowling right from the start of the power play. But you know, there were some, there were two massive. Achievements along with 131 in that game against Afghanistan. One being he passed Sachin Tendulkar for the, to become the player with most hundreds in ODI World Cup history. He now has seven. And he also went past Chris Gale to become the player with most sixes in international cricket. It's a little bit over 550, I believe. Does, again, it's, it's that keeping... You know, looking at Virat Kohli again, we spoke about Virat and KL in the previous match as well. Does Rohit Sharma, the captain of the Indian team, also get overshadowed by Virat Kohli? Yes. Yeah, I think he does. I think uh, the media attention is always about Kohli, you know. Um, but Rohit Sharma, you know, 2019 World Cup, he had the most runs of any player. He was amazing. Um, and Vir- Virat Kohli, I seem to remember, didn't do as well, you know, but it's always all about Kohli and Rohit Sharma, what a player. I mean, he's taken the captaincy from Virat Kohli in, in all formats. Um, and he just continues to perform, continues to break records. 
insane run rate against Afghanistan, you know, um, and he's just, yeah, so impressive, so impressive. What do you think? As an India fan, what do you think of Rohit Sharma? He's just too good. We've, it's, you know, that we, it all goes, we all keep thinking about, and it, it keeps cropping up on social media as well, where, um, you know, he, he made a tweet after being dropped from the 2011 uh, one-day World Cup squad, Rohit, one of the, you know, big youngsters around then, at that time, him and Virat was where he expressed disappointment and that he was hurt to not be part of 2011 and he said he'll bounce back strong and he's done that. He's now breaking all records, he's leading India in a World Cup and we might very well see him become another Indian captain, just the third, to lift a World Cup trophy. So, get ahead of yourself, (laughs) get ahead of yourself. But yeah, on, on the point about Virat as well, you know, it's just the brand of Virat Kohli, even outside the cricket field, is something that just attracts so much attention. Even we saw the game against Afghanistan where a simple thing that he did that involved Naveen Ulak, with whom he's had a, let's see, let's call it a professional rivalry for the past year or so, uh, past few months at least, where, you know, the crowd in the Afghanistan game playing at Virat Kohli's home ground were uh, jeering Naveen Ulhaq and they were booing him and Virat asked them that out of respect he's just doing his job he's playing for Afghanistan representing his team just calm it you know so there are these little things that also come into play with Virat just the brand of Virat Kohli that you know just attracts so much attention well I just checked I just checked and Virat Kohli has got 260 million Instagram followers whilst Rohit Sharma's only got 30 so (laughs) Exactly. Just shows, doesn't it? You know, he's got that stardom. He's got the stardust and he's India's star boy for sure. Sure is. Right then, Michael, India, Pakistan. I'm just gonna put it just gonna put it out there. What do you think is gonna happen in the end game? Well <laughs> uh, I think I think India are definitely the favourites on the balance. You know, after the first two games, India looked like the better team, Pakistan of you know, they've struggled a little bit. They check, they um, Who did they play in the last game? Pakistan faced uh, Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Huge, and record Sri Lanka chance. put up a really good total. Um, and Mohamed Rizwan looks really good. Um, Babar Azam not quite firing. Mm. Which is, you know, which is annoying for me <laughs> as, a, as a big fan of Babar Azam. But I think he's a man for the big occasion and... There's no bigger occasion than tomorrow, you know. Three hundred, no, three hundred twenty thousand. No, not quite. Hundred and thirty-two thousand fans at Ahmedabad. Uh, it's gonna be crazy. Babarazam, I would love to see Babarazam just score a century or or have a big innings. And in India, it would be insane with that rivalry. But um, I think I I can't I can't go against India to be honest in terms of predictions. I think they just they look the real deal at the moment. Um, but yeah, I can't wait. What about you? What do you think? Oh, it's so much excitement, especially coming from India. Uh, it has always been the biggest deal, India-Pakistan matches. I remember growing up as well. There are, there, were certain, there are certain fans who always said that it's okay if you don't win the World Cup, just don't lose the India-Pakistan match. So that's the kind of, uh, you know, the, the, that's the kind of, thoughts the thoughts and the kind of psychology 
that goes along with this kind of contest and that's what that's how fans look at it especially back home I'm, i'm not sure about pakistan but i know that they take it very seriously out there as well both countries so like you said 130000 people will be turning up where which also kind of brings us to think a little bit more about is the india pakistan match just the biggest spectacle is it bigger than the world cup as a whole because we know for a fact that that stadium in ahmedabad is going to be jam packed there's not going to be an empty seat meanwhile we've been seeing such lesser crowds for the other matches in the world cup additionally there was no opening ceremony for the world cup but they have an opening ceremony with some huge indian celebrities coming and performing ahead of india pakistan it's almost as if this is what it's all about not the world cup what do you think of that yeah well, I, honestly i didn't know about that until you told me before we started recording this and it's pretty crazy you know to not have an opening ceremony for a world cup um but then to have it before india pakistan i think that definitely shows where um whoever's running the world cup where their kind of priorities lie you know i think they i think yeah this india pakistan is going to be it's going to be a spectacle it's going to be amazing um and i i mean i don't think many big tournaments have ever not had an opening ceremony you know like that's pretty crazy um especially after you know england new zealand the opening game that's a big game you know a, re- a repeat of the 2019 world cup um and yeah the the empty stadiums bit of a worry you know a bit of a letdown maybe um so hopefully it's full capacity tomorrow um people don't there's no issues with the ticketing companies like you were saying yeah yeah that's that's been another uh big sticking point with fans especially in india where problems with the ticketing system or problems when they've been at the ground they've not enjoyed the experience that much with some of the facilities but hey So again it's india it's cricket the excitement's always going to be there and the excitement is always going to be uh the biggest for india versus pakistan so michael quick predictions india winning this according to you or yeah pakistan's doing something that 100 like most of the 130000 people in the stadium will be dreading um <laughs> on your guy babar azam as much as i would love Pakistan to win. I've got to go for India. They've looked so good. Um India to win, but Babar Azam century. Uh cuz I've got to back my boy Babar, <laughs> you know. What about what's your prediction? You you can't go against India surely. No. I yes, as much as as an Indian fan you'd fear what could happen. Even this Pakistan team is strong. Let's just say they are. They are good. They've had problems with actually what's been their strength bowling and it was the batting that bailed them out in the previous game but yeah they are they are strong but i yeah like you said india you have to pick them they are just looking like the best team right now and another virat kohli special i'm calling it virat kohli after slandering him <laughs> saying rohit sharma is better wow okay fair enough fair enough we'll see Well yeah definitely we'll see there's going to be a lot of excitement everywhere across the globe for this match and on our next episode we look at what happened in India Pakistan and the rest of the action over the weekend and on Monday as well do join us for that episode 
that's all from us right now given the time we've had and yeah we are on spotify please do find all our episodes there in the meantime you can also check out some of the other content that we've doing on the sports gazette website where you will find our podcast episodes as well and the other stuff that we've been doing and we'll soon be coming out with a look back at the week as well uh, an article from michael on the sports gazette so keep an eye out for all of the different things we're doing we'll be back with episode 5 very soon thank you for joining us again that's michael and me ayush signing off until next time take care sports social podcast network